right, guys. Welcome to another episode of Finance and Vibes. Shout out to you guys for like all the response from the last week's episode. We had fun like filming all that and guys kind of gravitated to it. So we're pretty much like we're happy about the response and we try to push out more content. You feel me? Um, what's up, guys? How you, how's your week, man? What was happening? Uh, Dogecoin was going crazy this week. <laughs> uh. But I'll say we made the call. Those on the Patreon know we made the call at six cents. And yeah. I cashed out around like 32 cents. I felt that was a good time to lock in profits. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, this is all documented. We made the call. Those who jumped in, made bread. Those who decided not to, you lost. So we ain't good over here, man. We ain't good. If I was the market for you, man. Like, your face over here nodded his head. I'm retired. I'm not, retired. I'm not, invest, I'm not investing anymore, man. I'm not doing that no more, man. It's not. It's been since like February. It's just been stock market has been disappointing. But now I'm a crypto yeah. fanboy. Bitcoin. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the vibes. You know the vibes. You know vibe. If you know, you know. If you don't know, you you're know. not gonna make it. NGMI, you're not gonna make ah. it. You're not gonna make it. All that. right. What are we talk about today, guys? Um. So today, what we have planned is um. Basically, the question is, how much do you need to retire? Mm. And um, I know that's a, like a trending topic. And there's some called the FIRE community. I'm sure everybody knows what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, we can talk about like that template a little bit and poke holes in it. Try to see where like different things, other templates you could use. Because the FIRE template is pretty much very aggressive. Mm. Um, other templates you could use. I think OC has like some he posted on Twitter. We'll put that in the show notes um so you guys can see it so pretty much that's what we're talking about um, yeah yeah let's see what okay. you think yeah. no this is a good topic and you know just like you said there's a thread on my twitter page easy finances for you so letter e letter z finances to number four letter u um it's called um planning for retirement and um you know it's a good thing to do because a lot of people are just like focused on like short term and people don't really think, okay, from a compounding interest perspective and like yeah. leveraging leveraging that, especially when you're young, like how can you effectively plan for retirement? And I talk about this and to not to go too deep into it, but there are just three basic pillars you need to keep in mind. Always account for inflation. So for example, if I'm a person who feels, you know, at this current stage, like, you know, this, the cost of living in the USA right now, I'll be like, okay, you know what, if I can get $300,000 a year, or let's just say $200,000 a year, I am feel like I'll be in a good shape of retirement. Well, that's great. But, you know, you're 25 and you plan on retiring when you're 65, let's just go with the traditional corporate America strategy, right? 65 is 40 years out. And so keeping in mind of two to 2.6 inflation a year, you know, that $200,000 a year cost of living could easily translate to if you do the math. So compounding 2.6 estimated yearly interest, 40 years, you're looking at around $560,000 in 40 years. So basically you have to keep in mind that when you're planning for retirement, that $200,000 a year for standard of living will really be $560,000 a year mm-hmm. in 40 years, right? So something to think about. The second pillar to really consider as well is to keep in mind that, okay, that five that five sixty thousand dollars yearly, you need to budget for at least 20 years worth. So you're really gonna be looking at 560 times 20 in terms of your retirement pool and how much you need. So like that, let's just do the math real quick. 
um that's about 11.2 million dollars right yeah <laughs> which is it so that's something so that's another so that's like a very rudimentary fundamental way to to consider and also like if you're leveraging things like uh um traditional 401k that is tax deferred you also have to keep in mind taxes right so you have to also keep in mind that like um obviously while it's difficult to estimate what the tax would be in the future one thing you can count on it is probably going to be higher hence why people tend to go for um investment vehicles like the roth or things that are not tax deferred because you can get the taxes now and then um, not worry, worry about taxes later so if you, even though you have a traditional 401k or any tax deferred investment vehicle keep in mind that taxes is something you also have to account for so those yeah. are a lot of my main three pillars more details in the thread and we'll obviously we'll put in the link in the description and but yeah no i love this topic for sure what yeah. you think it's yeah like i like that you mentioned Roth iras and all that because it's a very essential like i did the calculation for my planning but i didn't even plan for inflation but assuming well, we all know there's going to be inflation. Well, assuming you're 25 and you plan on retiring at 65, $400 a month for 40 years is about 200k at the end of the um, at the end of the time frame. And if the stock market follows the 10% rule, well, it's not a rule; it's just a suggestion, I guess. You know, yeah. Sometimes stock go down. It'll be worth <laughs> about 2.5 million dollars. Like that's my ultimate backup plan. Like if everything else fails in life, I know that my retirement is going to be set, right? Yeah. But then remember inflation, just, though. I, I think there's something that we're all forgetting that when you're retired, you can get sick. You can have medical bills. You have this That's and that. Facts. So there are different things. Like, for instance, um, I know we mentioned it in the last episode, but IULs, we have different life insurance vehicles yeah. that actually pay you money for like, so let's say you're putting in 400 a month to your Roth. You're putting in 400 a month to your IUL. Some IULs will pay you money if you um, were to ever be sick, blah, blah, blah. So right, it's like- right, right. In a certain way, I know there's things like 529 savings. I don't really know too much about that, but I know for a fact that the IUL can pay you, like, you know, medical bills, mm -hmm. emergencies. So that's something to take into consideration that you're yeah. old, you can get sick, you can yeah. do all this. So you definitely need a plan for retirement. Other other things in retirement, such as, you know, things you don't want to happen, basically. That's facts. Yeah. That's facts. All right. But anyways, no, that that's a great topic. So, okay. So, you know, we just got off a topic where we spoke about planning, what are you going to do when you just graduated? So, Joe, what do you think is for somebody who just graduated, we talked about things to do when you just graduated. What are some steps they can take to begin to effectively plan for retirement? Or should they even start? What do you think? Should they even start thinking about retirement now? Like, if you just graduated, I'm 22, 23. Should we start now or should we worry about it maybe down the line? What are y'all thinking? Um, So for me, right? Um, in relation to like the topic we talked about last week and what you said, we need to get like a, what's it called? The, what, what was, why, why is that skipping my mind right now? Your um, emergency fund. That's the first thing before you think about anything. But for me, like I always yeah. used to think like when I came out of college, like the first thing, like what was in the mainstream, like I said, was fine, right? But I thought it was, now that I'm reading into it and seeing how it works, it's pretty much too aggressive for me. You're looking to retire mm -hmm. at the age of 30, somewhere in your mid-30s, you get what I'm saying? And if you don't understand, like, what yeah. um, the FIRE method is, is like, there's something called the 4% rule and the FIRE, like, um, template. And it's basically, um, you have to, um, for every annual, annual expense, for your annual expense um, in retirement, you should not ex exceed 4% of your portfolio. 
So say your family's um you, you so for people who don't know, can you explain what fire method is? Alright, so that's what I'm trying to get in. So fire method means um financial independence, retire early. So it's pretty much an aggressive method to like get to where you want to go and like retire. So the main question in this template is how much asset do you need to accumulate to be able to like um be comfortable and leave um like fund your um expenses you get what i'm saying so there's something called the 4% rule in the fire method right so what the 4% rule says is for um you shouldn't exceed 4% of your portfolio for your annual expense so let's say you have a family so think about that that's a pretty much aggressive strategy yeah that's very aggressive to, yeah if you're trying to get to that point before your 30s right so let's say you huh. have um uh, you have a family you have a family at 27 and you think your annual expenses is 40 40 grand a year so that means you have to accumulate about a million dollars worth of portfolio so that's pretty much the premise of that uh, method but based off of what you talked about um i don't think you should personally now i'm thinking i don't think you should be that aggressive so like you could um implement um, parts of like the fire method with what oc talked about and if you could read through like that um the thread of tweets oc put out so somewhere between that accounting for inflation like just modify it to where you think is what is comfortable for you cuz yeah that retiring at 35 that's a that's a stretch i think is a stretch but there are people that have done it there are lots of articles mm. online people that have done it yeah like i actually want to like chime in on that retiring at 35 cuz i think like in our generation people misread the word retirement Yeah. Retirement if you're a day trader you're not retired you are a day trader that is your job. Yeah. If you're a swing trader yes you're not you might not be trading as frequently as a day trader but you're a swing trader that is your profession. Yeah. If you are retired you do not have to do anything to make money basically. That's what I yeah. think retirement is. Obviously like yeah. they'll be paying you like passive income but I don't need to wake yeah. up today and say oh apples this thing blah 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 let me buy calls. I don't need to do that. I'm retired. So, yeah, right. I think and, most people and, yeah. And even if like if, if I can add if I can add to that, I think also re- you could be retired and still working. So like my goal ultimately is to retire at 35 but mm. also keep working if I choose to. In the sense that I like what you just said about like retirement is so again, so let, let's preface this by saying everyone's definition of retirement looks different. And so but obviously there's a standard but the whole idea of retirement is when you reach a point of financial freedom where you're making enough money passively spec- emphasis exactly. on passively so it's coming to you passively to fund your lifestyle and so for instance if i have enough money for my investments cash flow real estate investments whatever it is passively to fund my lifestyle and so i want to reach a point where if i choose to continue working because i do enjoy going my career and working on my career it is strictly by choice and not by necessity So if I say okay if 35 I'm a director leading a portfolio or leading a business unit and if I decide to keep doing that it's by choice and where mm-hmm. if I I I have the opportunity to walk away at any time. So you can be retired but you're still working. <laughs> and I know it yeah, sounds right. conflicted but is the idea that like I'm not depending on my my 9 to 5 is not my main source of income rather it's a source of income and is it's it might also be conflicting because people also um cannot fathom the idea of being 9 to 5 and also an entrepreneur 
And it's so mm-hmm. crazy to me because I'm like, there's tons of examples of people who have a nine to five and also an entrepreneur. Warren Buffet has a nine to, had a nine to five, leading Berkshire had the way, but he was a very successful investor and entrepreneur who had multiple Thanks. real estate. And so like people have nine to fives and also entrepreneurs. Um, I've gotten his name. I think the, the CEO of Google, um, I think there was also a business he had started with some co-investors. I, I can't remember, but he's, that's an example. He has a nine to five as a CEO of Google. I forgot his, his name's keeping my head, the Indian gentleman. Um, yeah. but yeah, he, he's also tough. an entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So like, and, and because people assume nine to five is I'm working that, um, not dogging on these professions because these are all honest living, but I'm working that, um, um, FedEx delivery job, or I'm working at, um, I'm working in, uh, I don't know, like fast food or uh, Amazon <laughs> warehouse. No, you could, you could, you could have a very nice nine to five, and you yeah. also are an entrepreneur. So, anyways, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, basically, um, what I take from like retiring early is like we should think about it like buying back your time. You get what I'm saying? More, mm-hmm. more buying back your time where you don't have to, where you know like you'd be okay if you like, you could do whatever you want and you'd be okay. You get what I'm saying? Not like you retire and totally get out of the workforce and not, um, so just like less stress, you don't have to worry about all these little things up and down. So that's why I think about retirement. And, and if, if I could say something also, let's not, you know, going back to the question I asked about like, should people start worrying about it now? I think, in my opinion, people should, the earlier you plan, the better. So think about IULs. IULs are way more expensive to set up each year you get older. Yeah. Partly because, obviously, as you get older, it's riskier. You're more, you're closer to death. So obviously, from a risk standpoint, a 40-year-old would be way riskier than a 20-year-old, right? But as well, compounding. Compounding interest plays a huge role in that. For every, I think the, the estimate is for every dollar you don't invest in your 20s, you have to invest six times much in your forties to get the same amount. And so, you know, it's just a, as a ballpark, it, it just says like, um, every, so for instance, if it's six times as much in your forties, three times as much in your thirties. So that just keep in mind that like, okay, if you go back, if you go buy your entire twenties and do not invest, you have to start investing. So what you just mentioned about investing $400 a month, I can't remember what said, and leveraging compounding for the next 40 years to hit a $2.5 million portfolio. If he decides to start that in his 30s, he's to, to hit that same amount, he probably needs to invest, invest two times or three times as much to hit that same portfolio amount. So leveraging that compounding interest is that the earlier you start, the better. And there's just so many tools now at our disposal compared to like 40 years ago at our mm-hmm. parents' disposal, like Wealthfront, um, Acorn, some robo-investment, Betterment, some robo-investment platforms that is like, their, their goal is to make it easy and simplify it for you, even if you don't want to actively invest like the retail investors. Yeah. So I think yes, definitely you should get on that. But also, don't put, pre- I think people should also get away from the pressure. That's what I wanted to say. Pressure of like, oh, if I don't retire, I'm like 35, I'm a failure. And I, I it goes back to that whole social media entrepreneurship thing we talked about, where social media has created this bubble or hype to mm. create this very unrealistic standards where if you don't hit certain goals, you're a failure. Because Ron Buffet didn't become a billionaire. He didn't become a, bi- a millionaire till he was in his 30s. And he didn't become a billionaire till he was in his late 50s. Mm. I want people to keep that in mind. 
Warren Buffet, one of the world's richest men, I think he's in his 80s or 90s. I mean, 90s, I don't know. But he did not <laughs> he did not become a millionaire till in his 30s and a billionaire till his late 50s. Mm. Right? Yeah. And for all in all metrics, one of the world's most successful investors and richest people in the world, that's a definition of someone who just was patient, patiently invested and grinded it out. And like, you know, I just want us to not fall into this trap of social media where because people only show their wins. They don't show their struggles. And also if people show their wins one year, you don't know that they lost 80% of it the next year. Yeah. Or something. So you know what I mean? Like go at your own pace, do your own thing. Don't let life, don't get caught up in social media. Cause I mean, everybody rich on social media these days. Two days ago, people were dogging on earning a hundred thousand dollars salary. As a as a single person in the U.S., I'm like, get the freak out of here! Like, Who bro, what, Twitter people, um, um, what what are we call them again? LLC Twitter, literally. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, yo, we need to get a hold of this because it goes back to what I was saying. People create this like we don't want to have real conversations around finances and investing. We just want to have this like unrealistic standards and think it's cool. Like, mm. yeah, if I come on Twitter and just say, if you earn $100,000, you ain't. I'm like, no, that's not realistic. In, like, in theory. stats and reality and says otherwise. I, I, like, I like that you mentioned that because when we look at entrepreneurship, let's look at the average cutoff for entrepreneurship. Revenue does not equal profit. Mm -hmm. I said I, that my, today. My, I my said that today. My 100K salary, even though I got to pay taxes, that is profit. You as an entrepreneur, you could be earning 60K revenue. What What is your, your your bottom line? You might be making 40K, 40K profit. You still got to pay tax on that. So right, right. you might be working You might be working more than me. And the thing is, I like, sorry to maybe because we, we've talked about this before, right? But like, let's say you, you mentioned if I just graduate, um, graduated yeah. from college, right? If I just graduated from college, and let's say I didn't do nothing productive in college, maybe I did something that was completely irresponsible yeah i think it's a better option for me to actually go because let's not lie just being an entrepreneur is not easy doing e-commerce right. is not easy trading stock is not easy but what right, is right, easy right. is leveraging education to get a profession that will pay you more than the average person and you can take that excess that you're making invest it and change your life in the future right, right. So, and yeah. i think so, they don't talk about that enough right so just transitioning here let's do a real a quick plug-in and they're going to transition. So plugging in, of course, I always plug in. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Easy Finances for You. Easy sure. letter E, letter Z, finances, number four, letter U. On Twitter and IG, same handle. Follow my Patreon. It's always plugged in the description. Y'all got something to plug in? You guys follow me on social media, you know, Active Fat, A-K-T-I-V-E-I-F-E. We also have some businesses we're working on in Melody Wines that's coming out sure. soon. I'll put the information in the show links. Yes, sir. Where do you get a plug? Um, pretty much just Instagram, Twitter. Um, Joe underscore D underscore Don on both Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, What's follow up? me. Send me DMs. Let's talk. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So transitioning, let's talk about a subtopic within that topic. So I think... Um, um, so I think that, um, so, 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 all right, what you thinking? What, what topic you thinking? So I was thinking, since we're talking about social media, how would you say planning, yeah. planning for retirement works when you're 
social media influencer. So, oh, can I can I go ahead? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I was thinking about that earlier, right? I don't um I have a question within that. So we could like try to like open it up from there. So if you're like um you're a creative, right? You're a social media influencer, you're mm -hmm. an architect, you're a doctor. Everybody's not into finances like we are. What yeah. do you think about hiring a fund manager? Okay. What, so yeah. can I talk about this? Because I this is a very passionate topic for me in terms of because I started consulting a lot of people who do freelance. Um, if you're a social media creator, and if you have OnlyFans, because OnlyFans is something that's big now. So if you're a sex content creator, social media creator, um, the first thing I'll always tell people in that space, the first thing you need to do, practically speaking, whether it's an IG influencer or YouTube, be realistic in terms of what is the span that you have in this industry? What is the time span on average? And always shoot for the lower end. So for instance, let's look at OnlyFans, um, the sex industry. If you say the average porn star is it, or with, it stays in the industry for six years, I will tell you that is the span, six to 10 years, for instance. I will tell yeah. you, you need to target a lower end. Six years is what you need to plan for. And so yeah. with that six years, I will spread that six years over 30 years meaning that if you do six times 30 you realistically whatever your income is yearly you need to work with a fifth of that do y'all see the math spreading yeah. a six year a six year span within an industry to 30 years which is a good amount whatever your income is your lifestyle needs to be surrounded around a fifth of that if you're yeah. making good money now granted if you're not making good money if you're struggling then obviously maybe you need to find another career, right? But if you're a social media influencer and you're making half a million dollars, a million dollars, and your income is projected to grow each year, I'll say work with a fifth of that. And to Joe's point, absolutely. If you're not good at finances and you can afford to hire a financial advisor, you absolutely should, but make sure it's one that has a good track record of working with other people in your industry. That's the thing. You cannot hire a financial advisor that is used to typically working with people in a nine to five to work with you as a social media influencer because the industry is just not the same. You want yeah. to find people who have worked with similar people in your industry or a like industry. If it's not, if it's not someone that's been in your specific industry and it has a good track record, a exactly. recommendation from all those people to do so. Because the fact of the matter is, I'll say if I'm an athlete, I don't want to work with a financial advisor that strictly works with um engineers or nine to fives i want to work with financial advisor that's work with other athletes and yeah, has a good track record of doing so he knows the ropes exactly yeah, yeah. that's that's my yeah. two cents on that i, I want to chime in on that because um shaquille o'neal he just had a story about this when he met his own fund manager so shaquille o'neal entered the nba i think 18 you know back in the days he said his first paycheck was a million dollars he spent mm -hmm. it in one day yep. he yeah. bought a car for himself a car for his dad a car for his mom a car for his uncle the bank called him that bro you your, your account is in the red, bro. Like, what's going on? He said the next week, he found a financial manager, right? A whole bunch of people came to him that, oh, I'll triple your money, quadruple your money, 10 times your money. And he found one dude, uh, I don't know what his name was. He said, um, we'll worry about buying bonds, buying, you know, low-growth stock, blah, 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 investing in some assets and companies. And he worked with that dude. And that dude changed his life. And you, and like, mm -hmm. my, my, point, my, my point here is Shaquille O'Neal is a, multi-millionaire maybe almost a billionaire and he mm -hmm. had to make those decisions 
early on. And he's an athlete. He knows his paycheck is coming year by year. So as a social media influencer, you know that athletes have a span of 15 to 20 years. As a social media influencer, you might fall out of vogue tomorrow. So you yeah. got to be aggressive with your savings and investments. It's very important. Right, right. And vibe, um, just let's switch to, let's, we can do a vibe check. We're going to do a vibe check in a little bit, but something that to keep in mind as a good example of an athlete that is following this principle, Rob Gorgowski, I don't know, I'm probably butchered Rob his name. Gronkowski. He plays for, yeah, he plays with, um, he plays with, what, what's that, what's that OG's Tampa, name? Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. Tom, Tom Brady, Brady, yeah. He has said since he started in the NFL, he has not spent a single paycheck of his salary. He lives off endorsement. He lives off endorsement. And that is a brilliant dude because he knows the average NFL player's life span in the in the um in the Five league is eight years. Facts. Mm -hmm. Seven to eight years. So he said he's literally said he confirmed it again this year because somebody asked him. So we've heard you said you've never spent. He said, Yeah, I have. All my money, all my paycheck is in the fund that he's growing. And, you know, he said he obviously has vices, like he loves private Justin Epstein, but he said like, yeah, he strictly lives off endorsements. And that's a dude that when he decides to retire, whenever that time comes, this man's going to be sitting on a pile of cash. It's he's not going broke. He's not going broke. That's a man that is not going broke, man. And that is how you should do it. And I don't know who gave him that idea. I don't know if it's just by virtue of he has a solid team. Unfortunately, a lot of these people, whether it's OnlyFans, whether it's athletes, these are people who are not necessarily coming from fairly privileged families like a lot of us, where we have a lot of good people in our corner advising us on like, even if it's not our parents directly, just by virtue of our network. There's a lot yeah. of my friends who will reach out to me and be like, bro, I see you're into investing. And by virtue of having access to me, I'm more than happy to help them like plan for finances and investing and so on and so forth. But a lot oh of people God. who grew up in the hood, a lot of people who grew up in the hood don't have that. A lot of people who grew up like in poverty don't have that. So like sometimes it's just really unfortunate. But at the same time, which is information now is so accessible, you just have to be like way aggressive if you know you find yourself in that shoes to make sure you're effectively planning. Oh, yeah. wow. David, while you are, it's true that you're a product of your environment, so what would you recommend um, people who don't know any better, what would you recommend for them to, I guess, <sighs> do themselves? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Can I we don't want to talk to London here because it's not their fault that they don't know it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, before I, before I jump in, the, the, yo, Joe, what, what are you trying to say? Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, that's a tough one, but like, yeah. it'd be like that sometimes. Man. Yeah. That's my, like my philosophy in life is after a certain, the kid needs to put his hand in the fire and you get what I'm saying? Some people need to put their hand in the fire and if he burns you, you figure it out. Cause Allen Iverson, right? That's one of those athletes that, um, didn't have a financial advisor. His whole thing got bust up. Allen Iverson had a great career. But the way he's living is not up to what he could be living as. Um, also, like, smart people say you learn from other people's lessons. You get what I'm saying? You try to, like, look around, see good examples. But that's a tough one. Like, um, the environment is really tough. That's something you can't control. And like but we the said... The fact I is, think, you, you still got to gotta just branch out. Like, look at Katie, look at LeBron. Before they were in the league, living in 
poverty, they had good man. circles, though. They had good. That's yeah, they, they found good circles. You gotta find a good circle. Yeah, that's a tough one. Here's my advice to people who are just getting off. Um, my advice to you is, um, it's gonna take a the the biggest thing is you need to aggressively find people who are where you want to be, mm. because because I understand absolutely it's not your fault, but. At the end of the day, you, you have to want better for yourself and you need to aggressively find people who are where you want to be. And the second thing too is to leverage platforms like YouTube. I cannot emphasize, I went to school for engineering. I knew nothing about finances in 2016. How did I learn so much? YouTube, YouTube investing, just being aggressive with it, right? And so, yeah, I'll just say, yeah, I mean, you gotta just know what you want go out there find people who are doing or being exactly where you want to be and just be aggressive find a mentor Facts. too find nice. a mentor be relentless yeah, I, like, I, I always say this talk about that in future episodes mentors and stuff like do you need yeah. one yeah is that? yeah so let, let's talk about the vibe check let's talk about the vibe check so the vibe check is 401k or ira i think there's an easy one but let's just, let's just see what y'all think i'm doing ira man yeah, I'm with her. Especially if you're a trader, man. If you, uh, like, I got to plug this guy because this guy is the king of IR, IRAs right now. He's with Atlas Trading. His name is Hugh Heen. He plugs IRAs every single day on Twitter. What? Yeah, of course, you're not going to you're not gonna be able to cash out your money now. But I mean, you could borrow your money for 60 days. Your IRAs, though. Can I say this? IRA has an income limit. So, like... True. I'm gonna be cast. I'm gonna be casting myself when I say this, but I'm I'm no longer eligible for IRA, so I'm finding a very so I mean maybe I need to also I need help here. I'm finding a very difficult time to like find a proper. Like right now, I'm putting my money in different things, of course, and I'm also leveraging IUL, for instance. But I'm finding like a um a similar investment vehicle that I would like yeah, for people the, who are you, you can do the um the backdoor because I know um all these traders they're using the backdoor to get to the IRA. So you put your What's money that? through. Uh, I, I'm trying to. I can't remember what exactly. I think there's two methods. You can either do like a self-directed IRA and then convert it to a Roth IRA, or you get a normal 401k. You contribute your money to a 401k, then roll it over to an IRA, and it works. I the think same with 401k. Way. Yeah. So the, the in my old company. So in my old company, we had a Roth 401k, which is perfect, right? That's like perfect. Yeah. But. This my current company. We don't have the option of a Roth 401k, so obviously okay. just contribute to get the match in the um, traditional 401k. 401k. But, but anyways, even before we even get into that, why IRA? Okay, so I talk about this on on my Twitter too. But a simple reason is this: IRA. The difference in IRA and 401k in a, in, a, in a Roth IRA, for instance, you get taxed now. So I spoke about this earlier a little bit when I highlighted about planning for retirement and why you need to account for taxes if you have a traditional 401k. But with, an, with a Roth IRA, you don't need to do that. And the reason why is because you're taxed now. And so you're, the gains you make on your Roth IRA will not be taxed in the future. But in a tax-deferred plan like a Roth 401, like a traditional 401k or any other tax-deferred investment vehicle, you get taxed in the future, right? And so if you're the kind of person who believes that tax rates will be higher in the future, you're better off with, obviously, an IRA where you're taxed now. And then you, the gains, the capital gains you make on your um, um your investment account will not get taxed in the future versus 
you know, the, the vice versa. Now, if you're one of the very few that somehow believes despite inflation, despite the amount of money being pumped and printed, that somehow taxes will still drop in the future, then of course, by all means, if you believe tax rates will be lower in the future, then you're probably better off with a 401k than a, tra- a traditional 401k than an IRA. But keep this in mind though, keep this in mind, I will say with 401k, there are now some um, brokerages. So make sure you ask, if you're working with a company, make sure you inquire. There are some now that are offering Roth 401ks. And I'll say those are those are major key. So if you're in a company where whatever brokerage your company's using is offering Roth 401ks. Cowboy in Africa, brought to you by the makers of sunshine cookies and crackers. You're putting your money under your mattress or putting it in your wall. If a fire catches you one day, you don't say I didn't warn you. Put your money in a Roth IRA or 401k. You've heard it now because mm-hmm. you've heard it now. But but lastly though, lastly, real real talk, right? Um, I you know we talked about cryptocurrency, and so this is why I like cryptocurrency because cryptocurrency is the like uh, not all he's, cryptocurrencies he's are about, equal. He's about, he's about to go down the rabbit hole. Man. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we're, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up that one. But you know, we talked about cryptocurrency. Not all cryptocurrencies are equal. Look at the different value propositions of each. But something like Bitcoin, why is a perfect inflation hedge and a protection against inflation? Why might be a good store of value, especially as you're building for retirement? Part of the reasons why is this because you can see now if you're trying to build a retirement in fiat currency, so regular U.S. dollar. You're you're racing against inflation and so racing against inflation means you have to have even way more of it in the future and aggressively invest even more and hope for better returns to match the same lifestyle that you're trying to achieve when you retire so again i'll end on that my big tip think about retirement early start planning effectively for retirement consider inflation while you plan for retirement and jayilo live your best life (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's all I got. All right, bet. Um, one thing I took away from the day is um, pretty much the fund manager part. If you're not like um, whatever your profession is, if you're not like too into investing and finances and you think about your future, get a fund manager. You get what I'm saying? Um, and also, I'll just, what the vibe check was, we need to welcome a new member of our team, ZZ the Guru, you feel me? Um, Zizi. Kevin, yeah, Zizi, uh, Kevin, and we're going podcast. You feel me? So she introduced new sections, and what the vibe check is, we'll bring up two ideas and we'll put them up against each other and try to like see where we stand. You get what I'm saying? So right. we'd love if you guys could hit us up in the comments, hit us up on Twitter, give us ideas you want to pit against each other. Hit ZZ up. She's acting shy yeah. right now, but next next week, you feel me? She'll be Yeah, no, she just she's she's shy today. Next week she'll be, you know. Yeah, she's with us now. She's gang now. She thinks she she, she thinks her future husband is watching and she you know she's not she didn't, possible, she, didn't, she, didn't, she didn't she didn't she didn't you know like glam up so she doesn't want to say much because future husband might be watching, so that's all right. <laughs> Alright, so if it, you got your tip of the day. Oh yeah, you know. Enjoy your life. That's all I'm going to say, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Ba- backup plan. That's all I'm going to say. Your backup plan, if you like, do anything you want to do in this life, just make sure your backup plan is solid. And my backup plan is my Roth IRA, so make sure it's solid. All right. Zizi, right. what you got for us? Um, take her today. I would say 
when it first said that profits or revenue does not equal profits that's a really big one that everyone seems to forget just because yeah. making revenue well okay how much how much of that is profits so that's wait, wait. That's we're wrapping up we're, we're, we're wrapping up but i literally tweeted about this today about like $45,000 a month in sales does not equal $45,000 a month in net profit because the average the average profit margin for a Shopify product not a service service are the ones that have high profit margins but for products the average profit margin is around 10 to 20 percent mm. so do the math anyways with that we're wrapping up thank you guys another episode of finance and vibes talk about planning for retirement we talked about a lot and you know just kick it with us and yeah more great content coming up shout out to Zazie new new member of the team welcome and to just, the team, right uh, Zizi, are, you, are you gonna are you gonna plug your social media yeah plug your social media your, your husband might be watching plug it <laughs> you don't want your husband to follow you she, she's really shy anyways with how, that, how will he shoot the shots nah, 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 let her be let her be but that was signing out y'all take care easy peace